Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. The clinic is open. In fact, I, I was unaware until <laughs> Jeff and I were talking off the air, and all of a sudden the music started. So, Jeff Kowal, good morning to you. Good morning, Paul. You're doing well. I am doing well, and uh, and you are doing well, too. We were just chatting off the air about life in general and catching up, and we are live on WISN. Jeff Kowal today from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Jeff, we've got a good chance and an opportunity to take calls and I'll explain why. During this whole COVID thing, Jeff, we've been putting, you know, we've been respecting the iHeart policy like every other company. I'm in the studio. My guests are on the phone. Fine. But we can only put two people on the phone at once, conferencing two calls. Today, we don't have anybody on the show besides you. So then it, it's a perfect day for people to call in. That's right. And we, we've, we've been taking texts on that, too. So that's worked out okay. Yeah, but we can still do text. To call, yeah, if you, and if you have a uh, an opportunity, if you have a question, if there's something that keeps you up at night, uh, let's talk about it. And chances are, if it affects you, it affects others as well in the audience. So give us a call. Um, we'll chime in and, and see if we can help with your questions about retirement planning. Yeah. Let, let's officially open the lines on the retirement clinic today. Jeff Kowal, uh, he is president of the Kowal Investment Group. As I said, the retirement specialist. Jeff is an investment advisory rep, chartered life underwriter, accredited estate planner, part of Barron's top financial advisor. Now, boy, since 2014, every year. And 2020 yeah, was just announced. Now. Seven years. And Barron's is a big deal to be on that list. So congrats. Financial Times, yeah. top 400 advisors. That was just announced. Milwaukee, a Biz Times, Future 50. Uh, a lot of stuff to cover today. You are, uh, this show is focused on retirement. Like you said, if somebody's got a question, maybe it's Social Security. When do I take my RMDs from my 401k? By the way, Jeff, good news is last week, the market in a, kind of a surprising, <laughs> it's just going up and up. Well, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about RMDs. It's, it's almost like you're looking at my notes. Um, did you give that phone numbers, by the way? No, I'm sorry. Let me f- finish the opening here. <laughs> Officially, the lines are open. Okay, here's the deal. We will take a text. I don't mind talking about a text, but your chance to call in, and we haven't had this chance for a few weeks, even though we've been live every week. So do that. Grab the open lines while we have them. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line for the Retirement Clinic. By the way, we're on WIBA in Madison and WISN in Milwaukee. Call 414-799-1130. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah, you have to pay attention to your retirement accounts. This is kind of interesting because I have my notes from prior meetings, uh, from prior shows that we did. One goes back to March 27th. And it's just really interesting what the headlines are today and what they were just a couple weeks ago. Uh, today's headline yesterday was Dow closes 800 points higher after the jobs report shows surprise jump in payrolls, fall in unemployment rate. And I don't know if you saw those um, uh, the uh, before the numbers came out, everybody was saying how terrible they were going to be. And all of a sudden, they had to take down their headlines and say, oops. Uh, we actually added two and a half million jobs yesterday or last month. It's amazing. And the unemployment rate dropped to 13.3%. But all these articles, they always have to put it. What happens is that next month it's going to show that actually more jobs are created because that's been the pattern. But in the article, it says 
Uh, unemployment rate fell to 13.3%. Uh, percent, though the Bureau of Labor Statistics said the rate would have been three points higher if households had actually entered their forms correctly. So they you know, put they put that caveat in there. So, yeah, but it's really not that good. See, the media loves really... bad news, Jeff. Have you noticed that lately? That's right. If it bleeds, it leads. If it's bad news, it's, it, it sells. If it's good news, well, it's like the Boy Scout leading the old lady across the street. It doesn't sell. Of course, of course. Uh, and it, what you said, though, Jeff, let's sum this up. A lot of economists were expecting unemployment to be around 20, 19 percent. That's what they were talking about. The jobs yeah, report 19%. comes out. It's 13. And the expected loss of jobs in May, and there were actually two and a half million jobs added last month. So that, that itself is, is amazing. But it, affirms, it reaffirms that the economy is on the amend, is on the mend. Employees are coming back to work. The temporary unemployed are coming back. Um, it's just really all good news. Um, this, there's uh, government financial relief measures. The article, this is from uh, MarketWatch, uh, to limit the harm, the financial relief measures to limit the harm from business closures have helped support the economy and stock prices since they fell to lows in late March. Let's go back to late March. There are a couple articles here that I think are amazing. One is, uh, this is from CNBC. It says, Dow briefly wipes out all the gains since Trump's election. Well, the Dow fell from, it was at a, a high of 20, about 29,500, fell to 18,300. So that was over 40%. Now it's up to 27,100, so it's up 40% from those lows. Wow. Do you think there'd be an article that says all of gains now back since this election? Nope, so nope. The, the Dow is up 8,700 points from that low of 18,300 because we closed at 27,000. There's several. So we, Go ahead, Jeff, finish. I, and then no, I just well, got a, several did, things I want to toss at you. Okay. What we did with our clients is that the markets went down so far so fast so that we didn't want to sell life savings at a discount. So what we did was when the market was lower, we rebalanced and said, okay, you had 65% in stocks that dropped to 59%. Let's rebalance back up to 65%. So we bought stocks at a discount. And so when the market recovered, we bought all those stocks at a discount. Um, so that really helped the clients. Now go ahead, Paul. You, you're so my my reaction yesterday, and this is around the building. We we're just discussing this with other folks in the building, Dan O'Donnell, Dave Michaels, myself. It, um, three states really aren't open yet. And yes, we are gradually opening the country back up. That's good. And jobs are coming back. If you're furloughed, maybe you're going back. Uh, New York, California, and Illinois basically are Illinois. shut down. Yep. Now, when these states, and they are, New York is talking about opening up. Can you imagine, Jeff, because before COVID hit, before the middle of March, our economy was the strongest it's ever been. This is, there's a, a thing that came out a week or so ago. It says betting against the U.S. economy and consumers is a loser's game. One strategist says the Dow is going to be at 30000 next year and by four, to 40000 by 2023. Exactly what you're saying. Betting against the U.S. economy, even with those three states closed, major states closed yet, um, the, con the uh, strategists are talking for dollar $30,000, $40,000. This, this is an article from, uh, and I brought this up um, 
when we had the show around March 27th. So that was right at the low point. I think the low point of Marcus around March 23rd. So about four days after that. Yeah. It talked about, I have 12, let's see, nine, nine pages, nine pages of companies that are pretty much single spaced of companies that were looking to hire people. And the article is saying that they'll, uh, they're looking to hire not only now, but in, uh, but after the, the virus is over, it talked about 7-Eleven hiring 20,000, Amazon hiring 100,000, Apple uh, looking to hire, uh, Boeing looking to hire, U-Haul. Every, a lot of them are hiring 20,000, 30,000, 50,000, 100,000 people. They're looking to hire both. And, and this was at the end of March. At the worst point, they're saying, we know this is going to come back. We're hiring. Come on back. And that's why this is not that big of a surprise when you look at that time, the companies were saying, we're going to be hiring. You know, don't get too complacent not being able to work. We're going to be back right away. So I thought the, the fastest company, the country is coming back. But yeah, don't bet against capitalism. Don't bet against the U.S. consumer because that's pretty much a loser's game. And it's funny, Jeff, because if you turn on the TV, any media outlet, it's it's almost doomsday every day, right? It's like Armageddon every day when you watch the news, whether it's COVID. It's almost like the pandemic has just been tossed out like it's never happened. Now we're on to the protests and the riots. And I get it. They've got to cover the stories. But you don't really see the good news unless you're paying real close attention and watching certain news outlets. It's just amazing how they drive the narrative. And... It's almost like they're hoping for the market and the economy to fail. And when it does succeed, oh, man, things are going good. We can't report on this. Well, but yes, but look out because there's a, there's a headline here, surprising May jobs gain. Dent expectations that Fed will stay at zero for years. So the Federal Reserve dropped interest rates to zero. They said, yeah, but all these new jobs are going to mean that there's going to be inflation. So the Fed is going to start raising interest rates. So look out for that. So they look for the cloud in the silver lining, if you will. <laughs> they want to look for the. <laughs> That's good. They, they, and you know, oil prices—they um, were down around twenty-four dollars a barrel. There was talk, you know, you couldn't dump oil prices. Well, it closed yesterday at almost forty dollars a barrel now, thirty-nine fifty-five a barrel on New York Mercantile, the West Texas. Um, so that's so it's up five point seven percent this week. Oil's coming back. Uh, industries are coming back, companies are starting to open, despite the fact that those three um, countries still have, or country states still have not opened. How this relates to you is that you have to actively manage your retirement account. The markets are still down. The Dow is still down 8% from its all-time high. S&P 500, about 6% from its all-time high. So if you haven't taken a look at your retirement plans, if you haven't rebalanced, if you you know you, you now's the time to look at it again. It's safe to open up your statements and look at it again, and maybe make some adjustments and take advantage of the market and the economy recovering. And so when those three states do open, you'll be in a great position for it. Jeff, um, boy, we got so much to cover. You you hit all good points, and yes, there are some things obviously that we can talk about. Inflation is one of them. The cost of uh, groceries, right? We've I read an article this week. Food prices are going uh, pretty much going to go way up across the board. Maybe and we can. There's another article that said that it's going to be temporary. Oh, and yes, there's a, there's a food chain shortages now that those are going to be temporary. But as soon as those get back to, up to speed and the processing plants and all that. 
that's just going to be a temporary spike. So, I mean, you, what that means is that you buy what you need now and you don't load up. You wait till prices come back down and then you load up. Absolutely. Jeff, you, you're right about that. For the first time, here's just a personal note, and then we got to take a break, and it looks like we're getting phone calls, and we'll get to all your questions after the break. We also have the Boss Minute coming up with Aaron Kowal. We have your sexy segment on wealth management and preservation. We've got some offers at the end of the show that you want to make sure you're listening to right at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock, some offers from the Kowal Investment Group that we will uh, talk about. With uh, the price of meat, Jeff, I'll just tell this story real quick. For the first time ever, we're buying like a steer. And and we're buying this meat from a farmer up in Ozaki County, and we're loading our chest freezer in our basement. We've never done it before. (laughs) We've done that before. We've done like a split a cow with somebody. That's what we're doing. We're splitting it with with my sister-in-law. Yeah, and it's a good way to go. You, get, you have the cuts of meat you don't really like, but it's all good. Well, it's, it's, it's grass-fed beef, and it's it's yeah. whatever you want. You can pick steak, roast, or, or whatever, burgers. and So that's what we're going to do. We're loading up. Excellent, excellent. And regarding those offers, Paul, uh, it worked so well last week. Stay tuned for the offers at the end of the show. We're going to have two two new offers for this week. Yeah, uh, something we did at the end of last week's show, um, and we're going to do that again today. We're not going to give you any more details except... Be listening for these offers at the end of the show. Okay, phone calls coming up. The Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Any retirement question or if you want to react to something we said, comment on the economy, the news that Jeff talked about. It was a good week. There are positive signs as the nation is slowly opening up. That despite New York, California, Illinois being shut down. Uh, we're going to get to your calls, 799-1130, or you can text us on that same Acunet Mortgage line, 799-1130, back after this. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. On Wednesday, June 3rd, the Senate passed a bill giving business owners who received a loan through the Paycheck Protection Program, or the PPP, more flexibility in how they spend their funds and the time frame in which the money is to be used. This comes after many business owners have called on Congress to update the provisions of the Paycheck Protection Program as they struggle to meet its terms. Under current rules, business owners are required to spend the loan money within eight weeks and direct 75% of funding toward payroll costs to have their loan eligible for forgiveness. The new legislation will extend the deadline to use the funds to 24 weeks, reduce the amount allocated for payroll costs to 60%, and push back a June 30th deadline to rehire laid-off workers. And now heads to President Trump, who did signal support for the new guidelines. This new legislation is intended to alleviate some of the pressure on business owners to spend the loan money before their business is ready to reopen or opening at a fraction of their normal capacity. If you did not take advantage of the PPP loan because you're concerned about meeting the terms or you simply did not take the time to apply, now may be a good time to reconsider. The Small Business Administration, which oversees the loan program, reported that there are still funds available. More than $120 billion remains for small businesses. If your small business needs help applying or navigating the regulations surrounding the Paycheck Protection Program, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. That's Aaron Kowal with The Boss Minute. That's for business owners, their savings, their security. We are back on the Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal. Thanks for tuning in. And I mentioned we're taking your calls. Any retirement question, the Academic Mortgage Line, 
799-1130. Let's start, Jeff, with Kathy, calling from Richfield. Kathy, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Regarding uh, RMDs, I am planning on not to, it's my understanding, you don't have to take it for 2020. So I am planning on not taking it for for this year. Am I just kicking the can down the road or will that um, dollar amount that would have normally been dispersed remain part of the account and continue to grow as the entire dollar amount of that account grows? That's a great question. Um, it, and it's a conundrum. I mean, do you take it out anyway? Because you're going you're gonna to have to take it out later anyway. Uh, you take it out anyway this year because you're going to have to take it out later anyway. Uh, I think that the, what they're going to do is they're not going to make you double up. At the end of the year, all they're going to do is, is whatever the value of the account is on December 31st, they're going to apply your age factor at that time, and you just do a, a required minimum distribution for 2021. They're not going to go back and recoup the other one. But you bring up a great point, and that's one of the things that, that I was going to talk about anyway, so it leads in perfectly to what I was going to cover next. Because you don't have to take it out, should you anyway? Or should you use that money to do a Roth conversion and get it out of the uh, regular IRA account, pay taxes on it, since it wouldn't be as much as necessarily as much as you would have taken out anyway? Does it make sense converting that to a Roth IRA and remove it from next year's calculation for the RMD? Kathy, I think that's a really astute observation on your part. No, they're not going to penalize you. It's, it'll be part of the big pot, so they're not going to double up next year. But doesn't make sense for you to take it out this year. I think in some cases it might. If your tax bracket's low enough, you might take it out. And a good planning idea is to apply it to a Roth conversion. Take if your RMD was going to be forty thousand, take forty thousand out anywhere. Take twenty thousand and convert that to a Roth anyway. And that might reduce your required minimum. It would reduce your required minimum distribution for next year. Great point. Great observation, Kathy. Does that help, Kathy? Any other questions? You're talking about oh, kicking no. the can down the road. Um, well, I thought that maybe they were just going to um, forgive everything for this year, but you're still going to have to pay it back basically next year. No, you. Or, yeah. I, I think so. I think I understood the question. You won't have to pay it back, and you won't have to double up next year. But you might want to at least, and that calls for a review and said, should we? take it out this year. And I think you at least have to take a look at taking some of it this year or better yet do a Roth conversion because that any money you convert will not apply to next year's RMD. Okay, great. I will I will definitely look into the conversion. Perfect, right, Kathy. If you, if you want to follow up, and that falls in line perfectly, Kathy, with the uh, offer that we have at the end of the show. So listen for that as well. You're going to like this. And stay listening, okay. Kathy. I will give out the phone numbers for uh, the Kowal Investment Group. In fact, uh, we haven't done that yet. So we haven't done anything along those lines. That's that's on me. <laughs> Your website will start with, Jeff, thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Now, a lot of virtual meetings in these times, clearly, but you've got locations in Waukesha, Port Washington, Madison, Phoenix, Arizona. Your uh, newest location is in Racine. The phone number to call the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. And you were going to talk about RMDs anyway. What yeah. does that acronym stand for, Jeff? Required minimum distribution. 
And typically, if you've either inherited an IRA that you're a beneficiary and you have to take out required minimum distributions, or if you're over age 70 and a half, or now the new rule is age 72 starting next year because they're waived for this year, uh, age 72, you have to take out required minimum distribution. The, the premise for that is the government has allowed you, quote, unquote, allowed you to accumulate your own money on a tax-deferred basis without giving them their pound of flesh. So they want it sometime in the future. So they require distributions, required minimum, starting at age 70 and a half prior to this year and starting at age 72 from this, from this point on. So you have to take a required minimum distribution based on your life expectancy. The CARES Act this year, however, made required minimum distributions optional. And as our caller mentioned, you don't have to take it this year if you don't want to. But the, a couple of questions, this is from Kippinger's retirement report. Uh, it said, I took my RMD more than 60 days ago in 2020. Can I return it to my IRA? And the answer is, <laughs> it depends. Because there's never a clear-cut answer from the IRS. It's, uh, what it's a shock, right? Recently, yeah, no kidding. They recently issued new guidelines to give some people more time to return the money. If you made the distribution between February 1st and May 15th, you have until July 15th to roll that money back into the IRA. If you did before that, uh, before February 1st, well, you're out of luck. So that's that's one part of it. The next thing is, if, if, just exactly what our caller was saying, if you don't take an RMD from my regular IRA in 2020, would it be beneficial to convert the same amount to my Roth amount, uh, IRA and pay a taxes? And the answer is skipping your 2020 RMD and converting that same amount to a Roth is an excellent idea. And I agree wholeheartedly. Roths are funded with after-tax dollars. The money withdrawn in retirement account then is tax-free. The Roths have no required minimum distribution. That's why Kathy's call was so excellent because it says if I do a Roth conversion, if I take 40000 out, then you really benefit from this from the, the IRS waiving the you know, the CARES Act saying, you don't have to take your RMD for this year. But if you convert it, that reduces the amount that goes for the calculation for the RMD for 2021. So it's a great idea. Mm. It, you just, by not taking your RMD from your traditional IRA, um, it just it gives you more room to convert the funds without triggering a much higher tax bill. Because in the future, you'll have to take your RMD first and then do a conversion. So if you're if if you want so in 2021, if you're over 70, if you if you're required to take a minimum distribution in 2021, you have to take that first. Let's say it's 40,000, and then if you want to convert to the IRA, you could do a 20,000 dollar conversion on top of that. Well, now you have 60,000 of income. Yeah. So things so next year it goes back to the old rules where you have to take your RMD first. Okay, so last, 2021, it goes go back to the old way. Yes. Get back to this article. So what about qualified charitable distributions? Can I roll that back? And the answer is first, let the charity keep the money. But if they haven't cashed your check yet, you can potentially get it back. But if the charity cashed the check, you can't get it back. Um, and does, does this new rule apply to annuity income payments? And the IRS, you know, as usual... They don't care where they get the money from. It's from annuities or annuity IRAs or from uh, traditional IRAs. 
you could potentially stop and check with the insurance company. They'll find out if you can. So those are just some things with regard to required minimum distribution. There, you, you, you don't just set it and forget it. And I can't believe you didn't know who Ron Popeil was <laughs> last week with, uh, with the uh, um, set it and forget it. But you don't, you, can't, you don't do that with your retirement plans. You don't do that with your retirement planning, required minimum distributions. You don't do that with small business retirement plans. You don't just set it and forget it for any of your planning. You have to continue to actively uh, plan for your retirement, for your successful retirement. Wait, what didn't I know last week? Ron Popeil with Pocket Fisherman and, and uh, oh, yes. the history ticket, set it and forget it. Spencer I was just talking died. about he that. Died. Who was? Well, Spencer chimed in my my headphones when you said that, and and now I remember you talking about that. No, I I didn't know the name. I could it didn't register. Yeah, Pocket Fisherman. That was another big one. Those infomercials. Was, yes, yeah, he was the number one guy in infomercials. Pocket <laughs> Fisherman. That's hilarious. I remember those commercials so well. Um, hey Jeff, uh, that was all good stuff. And the text I got was right up. Well, I'll read the text because it pertains to okay. RMDs, and it's. I think you covered it. Maybe not. At what okay. age do I have to first take the RMDs? Let's go over those rules. Okay. Well, it's waived for this year. Uh, that's the first thing. The age. Uh, if you turn age seven and a half prior to, to December thirty first of last year. Age 70 and a half was a time for required minimum distribution based on the uh, tables, your life expectancy tables, you had to take your required minimum distribution. Again, for 2020, it doesn't matter what your age is, uh, you don't have to take it. And then starting next year, it's going to be age 72. So at age 72, you'll have to take out required minimum distribution. And that's when you have to take it out, age 72. Yes. But I can start taking out RMDs as early as? Well, you can start taking distributions from your retirement plan without penalty as early as 59 and a half. So that rule hasn't changed. Okay. So you can start taking them at 59 and a half without penalty. If you haven't taken them out, if you haven't taken enough out, Starting at age 72, you have to start taking required minimum distributions. Or if you inherited an IRA, you have to have required minimum distributions. This might be a a stupid question, uh, and I'll just ask it real quickly here. When I start, let's say I want to take at 59 and a half, I'll start taking my RMDs. Can I still keep on contributing to my 401k? (laughs) Paul, that's us. They just changed the rule that, yes, you can. If you're still working, you can still contribute to your 401ks and IRAs as long as you have earned income while you're taking required minimum distributions. Oh, so, it. yes, you can. It, it's getting more and more confusing. The other part of this is, and, and so I don't get called, the stretch IRA has changed. Before the end of this year, before the end of 2019, if you were a non-spouse beneficiary, you could stretch out, uh, and you inherited an IRA. You could stretch it out over your life expectancy. Okay, I okay, now, good. So it wasn't a stupid question, after no, all. No, no, um, hey, now, no. Go ahead, finish one, your one thought. But we got a break in the next minute, Jeff. Go ahead. Okay. The last thing is that after with the new Secure Act, 
Now you can only a non-spouse beneficiary can only stretch it out over 10 years. So all the money has to be paid out over 10 years. So that rule has changed also with regard to to stretch IRAs. Now, but, but, if um, all of these more details, we'll we'll continue after the break, Jeff, uh, because we we're on WIBA in Madison. We got to stick to the schedule and ISN, and I want to I want to do all that. Yep. So we'll be in time. But that being said. Uh, this is why you exist, because all of these rules may sound complicated to the average investor. You're like, oh, I just got a 401k, and I assume it's going to be there when I retire, and I don't know about all these rules about RMDs. So, And they change, yep. and with COVID and everything kind of in a flux for 2020, and then back the way they were in 2021. If you've got questions, now is the time to call in about any issue regarding your retirement plan. Maybe it has to do with Social Security, estate planning. Uh, the Roth IRA conversions that we talked about, life insurance, lump sum rollovers, of course, taxes play into all of this. 401k questions, what we've been talking about with the RMDs. Give us a call, the Retirement Clinic right now, 799-1130 on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. WISN, WIBA. This is the Retirement Clinic. Now, the sexy segment, which that music is for, is coming up shortly. But we do have some callers that have been on hold. Jeff Kowal on the Retirement Clinic been talking a lot about RMDs and some new things going on. And we're a bunch of questions, Jeff. So let's go to the phones. In St. Francis, Janet. Good morning, Janet. Hi. Go right ahead. Hi, Janet. I have a question. I'm already taking RMDs because I inherited annuity, and I'm taking that lifetime. Now... I've been taking it for like five years now. Does that 10-year stretch apply to me now, or do I am no, I like good. grandfathered in? That's a great question. You are grandfathered in. Uh, and this year as well, if you don't want to take that distribution, you may not have to. You probably don't have to. Uh, if you want it, if you like take, getting it, keep taking it. But you may not have to, or most likely you don't have to for this year. But no, you're, but you're, I'm, you're, is it for ten years though? I mean, do I have to take it no, now within ten years? No, your your grandfather's into the old rules. You're one of the lucky ones that you could still take it out over your life expectancy. So that's a great way to go. Okay, great. That was my question. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks for calling. Okay. Appreciate Bye-bye. the call. Thank you, uh, Janet. Let's go to Wauwatosa. Next up is Cody on the retirement clinic with Jeff Kowal. Go ahead, Cody. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, you keep talking about RMDs. And you keep referencing IRAs. Now, I don't have an IRA. I have a 401k plan. And I don't know all the rules and whatnot. Are they the same for 401ks or is it different as far as IRAs are concerned? That's a great question. They're similar. And typically, uh-huh. if you're, uh, and the reason I say it's similar is that if you're active in your 401k, you don't have to, it, once you hit age 70 and a half, or now it's going to be age 72. Uh, if you're active in a 401k and you're not a 5% or more shareholder, you don't have to take your RMDs from your 401k. So 401ks are a little bit different. So if you're still working, otherwise, if you're not working, then the rules apply to 401ks as well. So you'd have so to take the what 401k. Is, what is this 5% that you're talking about? 5% of what? So it says if you're, let's say that you're, you're 70 and a half and you're still working. And you're under the old rules of age 70 and a half, but you own 50% of the company that you, that you have the 401k in. Well, if you, have, if you're more than a 5% owner in that company, 
then you do have to take required minimum distributions. But if you're not, if you're, you're if you don't own more than five percent of the company and you're an employee at the company, you do not have to take your required minimum distributions. So the rules are pretty complicated, but uh, it basically says that a business owner can't. Uh, uh, load up his 401k at work and just say, I'm not going to take the RMDs. If you're more than a five, if you're a 50% owner, if you're more than a 5% owner, then you do have to take required minimum distributions from so your 401k. I, I work, so, for instance, I work for a bigger company and I don't have anywhere near 5% of that company's stock in my 401k. I have funds that are allowed to invest in. So, yep. does that imply that I don't have RMDs? It implies that – no, it says that you – if you're still working. Are you working or not? Oh, yeah. I'm 60 years old, and I'm still working. Yeah. Well, the RMDs apply once you're – in your case, it's going to be age 72. So if you're, if you're over age 72 and still working, then you would not have to take required minimum distributions from your 401K. But if not working, I would. Correct. Yep. If you're not working, okay. then you would at 72. That. Makes yeah. sense, Cody? Well, right now, you still don't have to take out required minimum distributions. You're not no, no, subject no. to that yet. No, no, that I understand. I'm, I'm thinking kind of ahead here. Yeah, good for you. Thank All you. Right. Well, good as you say, Cody. when the IRS is involved, it's never straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> you got the truth. You, uh, yeah, you read our mind. That's exactly what we uh, talked about earlier. Let's. Uh, there's some more calls, but Jeff, I, I, I want to get to your sexy segment. Um, and I think we have time to do that. Let's. Can we squeeze in one more quick question, Jeff? Sure. Okay, it's 1047. We're on WIBA. We're in WISN Milwaukee. It is the Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group. Uh, let's just do one more quickly. Larry's from Hales Corners. Larry, good morning. Go ahead. Welcome. Hi, Larry. Uh, glad you're taking calls. Uh, will the proposed uh, payroll tax holiday... Uh, have any positive effect if you wanted to uh, convert from a IRA to a Roth IRA? That's a good question. Boy, we've had great questions today. Uh, I, I think what the effect it'll have is that it'll have more money in somebody's pocket that either if they have to pay taxes on the Roth conversion or if they just wanted to do a Roth conversion or a Roth contribution, they'll have more money available to do it. It doesn't directly relate to any uh, conversion or contribution, but um, or an RMD, but the payroll tax will just allow you to have more money in your pocket, give you more flexibility to do any of those things. So I think that's a great observation on your part, Larry. Anytime well, that, that the government allows you to keep more of your money, you can spend it, you can uh, uh, you can put it back into the economy that way, or you can uh, apply it to your retirement investment planning. So the conversion wouldn't be taxed at a lower rate because of the tax holiday? Because you'll still have to file your income tax return. What the tax holiday does is not uh, collect payroll taxes. So it doesn't have anything to do really with income taxes. It has to do with payroll taxes that they're collecting. Um, So it gives you more money in your pocket. So that's what's been proposed. Good luck getting that one through. I hope that they get that through. As a break, but with the market coming back so fast, they may not – one side of the aisle may not want to give more incentives for the market to come back even faster. Larry, thank you for the phone call. We do have to move to the sexy segment. Yeah, really good stuff. But Jeff, now we have to speed it up. We've got probably three, four minutes, so it's going to be a a quick sexy segment. The floor is yours. Okay, sexy segment, then we've got offers after this. But this is a Wall Street Journal article 
uh, from a couple weeks back, and I thought this was, was great. It says, planning to use your home as a retirement nest egg? Um, not so fast. Uh, many people, my nest egg, this is for Glenn Ruffinock, and he's answering a question. Like many people, uh, Glenn Ruffinock from the Wall Street Journal is answering this question. Like many people, my nest egg has taken a beating of late. My home, though, has paid off, and I like to think of this as my safety net in retirement. Is it a reasonable expectation? What are your thoughts? And Glenn responds, the idea sounds comforting, but the COVID-19 pandemic highlights how the home as a piggy bank strategy can come up short. You could trade down to a smaller, less expensive home, borrow against the equity. You have a number of different options, but time is critical. A homeowner who might have been considering trading down this year or next year suddenly had the coronavirus to contend with. There might be a sharp spike in unemployment, so you might not have the buyers that you thought you would have. Secondly, you have a potential drop in value at the time you want to sell it, whether it's right now or whether it's five years from now. If you're planning on that being your retirement plan, you don't know what the value of that is going to be three or five years from now. Again, the spike in unemployment for potential buyers. And three is that there's a flood of homes on the market as baby boomers age. What they're talking about in the article, and I, if somebody wants a complete article, they can email me and I'll, I'll send it to them. Uh, but there's, uh, uh, the, it talks about how baby boomers are going to be trying to sell their homes and downsize. So your timing might be difficult if 21 million homes could hit the market through the mid-2030s as older Americans, including baby boomers, pass away or search for new housing, such as assisted living communities. Um, you know, there aren't enough Gen Xers and millennials. They might not be willing to absorb that many homes that quickly. So the basic idea is using your home for a retirement plan may work out if your timing is absolutely perfect, but it's better to use other strategies adjust your home as your retirement nest egg. That's good stuff, Jeff. Did we give you enough time? Are you done? <laughs> I'm done with this. I can I can yap for a while if you want me to. No, well, we, no, we, we, I want to save time for your offers because we got to sneak in a commercial break. And uh, we do have some offers that are, it's a big deal, Jeff. And we touched on these last week. Why don't we break and then we'll, we'll come back and we'll finish up. Great. Here in WISN, that was a sexy segment. And we squeezed in three phone calls, four phone calls. Uh, if you want to talk to Jeff off the air, the Kowal Investment Group, let's give out the phone number for that, Jeff. How can they reach you? Uh, the office number is 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040 if it's Madison, uh, Illinois, anywhere. The number works all over. Or you can go on to kowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. You can click to get started. It's very easy. Heather is great. She gets back to you right away. So go online at thekowalway.com or 262 522 4040. And that, of course, that website will link you up on uh, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, thekowalway.com. We'll be right back with the Retirement Clinic, WIBA Madison, WISM Milwaukee. Welcome back. As we continue, WISN, we are talking with Jeff Kowal. And just a few minutes left here, Jeff, at the end of the show, uh, a PS to our discussion. And then you've got some offers for our listeners to the Retirement Clinic. Yeah, just to finish up on the home as your nest egg. Uh, it isn't a fool. Uh, your home isn't a foolproof way to beef up your nest egg. If you must trade down, the advice is to try to do it sooner rather than later. Given that retirement today will last 20 years or more, it's never too early 
to reduce your expenses and shore up your savings. And since there are going to be a lot of baby boomers trying to downsize, you'll get a jump on it. So if you're ready to do it, do it now. Interest rates are low. And again, the economy's coming back. Uh, Paul, we've heard from a lot of people who listen to the show, appreciate the weekly show, and then they'll say, how do you take the next step? And we've been remiss in doing that. So last week we made a couple offers and we had a great response. This week we have two more. The first offer is we talk a lot about Roth conversions and Coal Investment Group has a, a new tax brackets and rates table that we use in our office to try to determine how much you should be doing in a uh, Roth conversion. If you want this, this table, um, again, it's a Coal Investment Group table, um, for Roth conversions, we have this available. Go to the koalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, the koalway.com, uh, and request that uh, the tax brackets table for Roth conversions, and Heather will get that out to you. The other thing is that Heather set aside 10 spots last week. She has six spots this week, primary spots over the next two weeks. So this, our process is called the Streamlined Retirement Process. So the second offer is that if you want to get in on that streamlined retirement process, talk about RMDs, talk about Roth conversions, see where you stand with your retirement planning, go online to thecowalway.com, click contact us. Heather gets back to you. You can schedule a time to meet with myself, Aaron, one of our great advisors on the team. Jeff. Um, and get going to streamline retirement process. We we appreciate it. We had a lot of good calls today. Out of time today, it's thekowalway.com. Market updates Monday through Friday in WIBA, WISN, Milwaukee. Thanks for tuning in to the Retirement Clinic.